me today is Ashley Mortimer. She is the program director with LBT Rise, fell into the nonprofit sector after graduating and has not looked back. She does have her degree in criminal justice criminology, but knew that serving others in the community was her passion and her call. So we're welcoming Ashley Mortimer to the show, as well as Willie Rankin. Willie is a Marine Corps Operations Iraqi Freedom veteran. He received his executive MBA from the University of Texas at Arlington. He is an active volunteer in the community and he has served as director of business development at several tech startups throughout Texas. And we're so excited to have him on the show. Welcome back to Truth in Texas Banking. I'm LaVonda, and today on my podcast, I have Ashley Mortimer and Willie Rankin with LVT Rise joining me. Ashley is the program director, and Willie is the executive director of LVT Rise. Welcome to the show, you guys. So today, I want to just talk to you guys about, you know, what is LVT Rise? What does it stand for, and how did it come to be? All right. Well, LVT Rise is actually from the word Las Vegas Trail Revitalization Project is what was initially called. Ashley was part of an original research team for the Las Vegas Trail neighborhood that's in Fort Worth, Texas. That neighborhood is uh, a collection of 32 apartment complex, and a lot of them are low-income apartment complexes. And the news started doing reports about um, the different needs of the community when it came to poverty and crime. And that spurred Councilman Bird in the city of Fort Worth to start researching what's going on in this neighborhood and what could they do in order to help the neighborhood. So the United Way of Tarrant County, Catholic Charities of Fort Worth and um, Councilman Bird in the city of Fort Worth put a plan together to research what's going on in the neighborhood and to figure out what we can do about it. So after the revitalization project, that's when in 2018, LVT Rise became a nonprofit. And that nonprofit was tasked to revitalize the Las Vegas Trail neighborhood, bringing access to resources to community members. Some of the big things that during the research we found out is that the neighborhood um, did not have a lot of nonprofits or companies that were operating out of it. So it was a high concentration of poverty with low access to resources. There were only two major nonprofits at the time that was providing services, and it was mostly for food pantry services, but not anything considering like job placement or medical attention or anything like that. So LVT Rise decided to use a place-based nonprofit model. What that means is it is a nonprofit that kind of quarterbacks in the neighborhood to find out what residents want and bring in the resources that the residents want. So the residents said they want after-school programming. So LVT Rise brought in the Boys and Girls Club. They wanted more recreational activities. So they built a basketball court and they brought in the YMCA. Um, They wanted more food. So they partnered with Blue Zones and the Terran Area Food Bank. So that quarterbacking is what is kind of a summary of what we do. The revitalization as a whole is really to try to lower the crime in the neighborhood. That's how you bring in more community investment. So from a high level, LBT Rise kind of looks at the local community, the school performances, the community safety when it comes to violent crime rate, and how much community investment is happening in the neighborhood. 
we focus on those three and we work with our partners, the city of Fort Worth and Fort Worth Police Department to kind of figure out how can we react and lower those statistics. Because right now the elementary schools in this neighborhood are rated a F, middle school is rated a F, the high school is rated a C. So they are doing um, a lot to overcome and nothing against the teachers, the principals is really because of the transient rate of the neighborhood that kind of created this environment and the parents who live in the neighborhood not having access to the resources they need. So that is um, LVT Rise and a winded explanation. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great explanation, though, because I think it was really important because, you know, you talk about LVT Rise. Some of us who are not, you know, not from Fort Worth may not know what that is. So you gave a really good explanation of this, you know, apartment complexes that are in low, lower income bracket and have a higher propensity for crime. And so you're bringing those resources to it. The Las Vegas Trail Revitalization Project, known as LVT Rise, is a collaboration and partnership of private companies, human service organizations, and government agencies dedicated to helping residents of the Las Vegas Trail area improve their neighborhood and day-to-day lives. In response to the devastating crime, unemployment, and educational challenges in the LVT area, the organization works to alter the trajectory of the lives of the residents living in the area and focuses resources for both sustained change and immediate positive impact of life. To learn more about LVT Rise and how you can get involved, visit lvtrise.org. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Ashley and Willie with LVT Rise joining me. And so, Ashley, I was looking at your resume. You have a background in criminal justice and criminology. So you have an understanding of bringing those two forces together and how important it is for both of those to play an effect on the LBT rise or the neighborhood. Tell me a little bit about that. So we knew this was going to have to be like an all-encompassing thing as as you revitalize the neighborhood. So not one service is going to make that big of a difference, but really using that partnership with Fort Worth PD, um, but also increasing the amount of like positive police interactions. That's very, very important for our organization. Yeah, so my background in criminal justice was trying to figure out what did what did I want to do with that? I didn't want to go into law enforcement. I knew that I wanted to be of service. So I kind of I stepped into um, an internship with Unbound. So it's a human trafficking organization. And that's how I came to know about LBT Rise. So I just kind of stepped in and saw how could we best collaborate with our different partners, one of the biggest ones being Fort Worth PD. That's great. I think that's really interesting that, you know, when you, you get a degree in something and I saw that your degree is in criminology and Willie has his MBA, you're all called to serve and why that happens. And, and so I'm, I'm asking why you're drawn to this specific organization. We'll start with you first, actually. Why were you drawn to this organization? So it kind of, it came at a really interesting time. I had taken some time off from school and went back and in that started my internship with Unbound. As that was wrapping up, the director, um, Stephanie Bird, introduced me to LBT Rise. Willie said it was a research project at the time, so they needed someone to come in and kind of keep it organized while they found a on an executive director and while we applied for our nonprofit um, status, kind of stepped in because I, I liked that it was a, a new organization. It was growing. Um, we have the opportunity right. to make it make it what, what the community needs um, and the way that we can best serve. That was really exciting to me. No two days here are <laughs> the same. And so yes. sometimes that can be challenging, but at the end of the day, it's really exciting. And so I've, I've enjoyed seeing it in different phases and I'm excited for where it's going. And, you know, we, we kind of, we get to grow it organically, really respond to our community. So that's definitely how I ended up here and why I continue. You know, it's exciting to serve in many different ways. That's awesome. I'd, I'd love that your heart to serve in, in, in different ways. Willie, how about you? 
I guess I can break it down in two different ways. Professionally, I thought this was an interesting organization because it was a startup. It was a blank slate. Um, they said, here's the keys and, and this is what needs to get accomplished. And for the way I like being managed, it's I've spent eight years in the Marine Corps and I've always been the type of, you tell me what needs to get done, don't tell me how to do it. And they gave me this opportunity. So That's I awesome. <laughs> so I love that opportunity. So from a professional level, it gave a, um, freedom to really respond to a community need do something that's significant that means a lot um, i've read a lot of the news articles and there was a lot of young men especially young black and latino men that were dying every day so we knew if this project was successful it would actually save lives and that meant a lot just from the background i came from on a personal side um, i've always said i was called to serve i did really well in school. I graduated the top of my class in my business class. And I had the sky's the limit when it came to business development, when it came to startup community or for the for-profit companies. And I know that's where my talent normally ends up when it comes to high-performing MBAs. I grew up with a father that was in the military and he went through a stint with mental needs because of PTSD. And so I know what it's like living in a household with a person that's not always there. My little sister had a kidney failure since a young age and that turned into a bone disease. So um, seeing her navigate social services because of her disabilities, I understood the pain she had to went through and the pain that my parents had to go through just to access those services. My grandmother lived with us and she was an immigrant from Japan. So not knowing English and not understanding all of the resources people are trying to give her access to or how to navigate the United States system. I had to help her a lot with that. And when it came to the struggle, and I had a lot of friends and family members that were just in and out of the prison system for different reasons, whether it was because of drugs, because of addiction, or just because of poverty itself. So with that in my personal background, it's like there's not a lot of people who a lot of people who walk through the door or are immigrants that or they have some type of mental need or they come or they're fighting drug issues or they're fighting poverty. And I lived with that in my household growing up. I've seen all aspects of that. And I, I never really view people in a sense of, oh, well, you used to be a drug dealer. Or you used to be a felon. It's more of, oh, that's oh, you're like my uncle. I love my uncle. He always had the best barbecue or you're like my grandma. Yeah. My grandma didn't understand what I was saying all the time, but she still loved me. And that's how I think the social services need to be felt. I think too many people treat people like they did something wrong in a capitalistic society versus a person that should be cared for with as much attention and detail as any for-profit business puts into their product. And that is the effort that I wanted to put into this is that we're going to run this nonprofit as if we were trying to generate a multi-billion dollar company. And all it is going to be is the impact for this neighborhood. So that's kind of what drove me personally to this type of work. That's awesome. I, I, I love hearing your story about that. I, I interviewed Cheryl Jackson, who's with the pantry a few weeks ago and she kind of said the same thing that you just said to me Willie that you know dignity uh, people deserve dignity when they come in they're welcomed and not looked up on like they've done something wrong and we talked a lot about putting faith in each other looking at each other as what we can do well not what we did what we're not doing well and poverty is not something as we look at and go this person deserves it or doesn't deserve it most no one deserves not to have a decent meal or decent meals where they live. We talked a little bit about transient work. Is there a lot of moving in and out of that neighborhood? How do you get the buy-in from the neighborhood to get the services and, and for them to trust you that you're trying to help that neighborhood? How do, how do you do that? 
So yes, I would say, Willie, jump in here. I think we're looking at like a 30% transient rate. So the biggest thing goes into another question on here. How do I want to make a difference in Fort Worth? We want to be consistent with our services and we want the community to know that we're not going anywhere. I think a lot of times people come in and they do surveys and they make promises and then they, they leave the neighborhood. And that's something that we heard as, you know, not a lot of people trusted us in the beginning, but the more that they see us here, they know that we're here. I think COVID, that was one thing, you know, we we shifted all of our food pantry outside. They saw our whole team here, you know, throughout that entire pandemic. Now they, they know we're not going anywhere. They know that they can come in and say, you know, I saw Willie out there every day in a hundred degree heat and he's here, he's, he's in this and we can trust him. Takes people some time to trust us and we understand that. So we just try to be as respectful as possible and as consistent and present in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's awesome. Tell me about some of the programs. I know that Willie mentioned that you, know, you brought the Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA. Tell me some of the programs that you do offer LVT Rise. So um, we have a Boys and Girls Club branch in the neighborhood. And once we're finished with phase two of construction, they will have a full service branch here, hopefully serving about 120 kiddos. With that, we also have a full service Fort Worth Library branch operate out of our community center. They've got a, a computer lab in there. And so anything at any other, any other library is accessible from our center here. And we see a lot of foot traffic. So when people are coming in to access the library, they also see what else we offer here at the community center. We have a food pantry twice a week, like Willie mentioned, from Karen Area Food Bank and Blue Zones. We're able to serve about 120 families on each of those service days. And with that, you know, we can do outreach and let people know about special events that we have coming up. We've got an empowerment program that helps community members kind of remove some of those barriers. So they have to, you know, they identify a need. Maybe they want to go back to school. They're looking for a higher paying job. They want more housing stability. So this empowerment coaching program kind of steps in and helps them identify some barriers and help them move forward on their path. Willie, you want to talk some more about some of our So the first program that Ashley was talking about is more of our partnership program. We call that our safety, security and access program. So Ashley really is the communication between the community members, the data and the reporting and the nonprofit partner. So as we find the need. Ashley brings in the partners and we get a contract. So she listed off a few of the partners who are currently operating at our building. She also talked a little bit about our coaching impairment program. Sometimes a person comes in for a food pantry, but we find out their need is a lot more than just food. So that's where the coaching impairment program goes in debt with what's going on and tries to Mm -hmm. find the root cause of the issues are going on and having a person by their side to take on those type of needs. We have another program we have is our race, culture, and community program. That Mm -hmm. is where we host our community conversations, where we talk to apartment managers, we talk to community members, and we work with Fort Worth PD when it comes to local issues inside the community. Um, We also work with them on our officer financial assistance program. So Mm -hmm. if our officers pull over somebody inside the Las Vegas Trail neighborhood, Starting this fall, if they find any infraction that's more poverty related, like bad tires or bad lights or anything, the right. officers are, have the ability to write a voucher where LVT Rise will pay for that issue. So that increases the um, relationship between the officers and the residents. So that because how innovative! <laughs> no, I mean that's very innovative. That, that's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's another need. And we're going to work with them also about possibly starting a basketball league where officers from the basketball league and the Fort Worth PD can help mentor the kids on our basketball courts as they play basketball. So that's our race culture and community program. And part of our coaching empowerment program is our financial assistance program. So uh-huh. um, if people are impacted by COVID or impacted by the winter storm and they need some type of assistance when it comes to rental assistance or just stability assistance, that financial assistance available. So it looks like you're, you encompass all of it. It's like to your point, it's not just about food. A lot of times it's just, it's about resources. It's about you know education, about what you're, what you are able to offer and empowerment. That's what I heard you say that word quite a bit, empowering those to act uh, for themselves and not, it's not just a handout as a hand up. Yes. When, when I try to give people a short and sweet of what we do, I say we um, collaborate, we empower, we impact. We collaborate with the community. We empower the community members to afford their family stability. And we track through data analytics to impact the neighborhood when it comes to the crime rate, the community investment, and the school performance. Because those are the items that we know will help revitalize the neighborhood. How about the school performance? Let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, school about to open again very soon. Tell us about some of the programs you're doing to help help that performance from uh, each of the schools and what, what you do to help increase the performance there and those students. It's more on the advocacy side where we work with different funders and bringing in partners and helping those partners have an established program. So one of our partners is Academy 4. So we help try to help recruit mentors inside the local elementary school. That way, the each fourth grader has a one-on-one time with an adult that can serve as a mentor. We also partner with the Boys and Girls Club that's providing the after-school programming. We also partner with them on their events and support their teachers because whenever you get a rated F school, that is hard on morale. So we work with the principal about making sure we are treating and serving our teachers in the neighborhood so they can stay at the school so the kids can have a consistent teaching. Ashley, you want to elaborate with any of the other partners we're working with inside the schools? So we're looking to bring in this whole more of a support for students as they as they look to leave school through pre-college solutions. And uh-huh. that will be in partnership with our empowerment program. So not only supporting the student, but also supporting the parent. And I think a lot of times what we see is, you know, Maybe parents haven't, they they don't know how to assist with FAFSA applications or college applications. So kind of right. giving that student and parent more support. We know if we, we don't just want to support the students and the parents, we also want to support the school leadership. I think what Willie mentioned, very important is, you know, we've got these schools in our neighborhood. Not only do we need to pour back into the, the students, but we need to help support those teachers and the leadership. So, and we've got some different events coming up with the schools that are in our pyramid here. Um, and then more so just getting parents here to access different services that we have. So awareness, going to different events, doing outreach, kind of we, we try to touch all different areas of you know, uh-huh. students and leadership so i just i want to just say to both of you you know when our podcast is all about people with a purpose and you you both obviously and the people who volunteer at lbt rise under your leadership you have to have a passion to want to make a difference but what i i heard most of but both of you said and, and i want to repeat this and make sure i i hear this correctly you may have a passion for serving but what you're really what you're trying to work for is to have a community that's really empowered to help each other, that it can't be about just, you know, a community center. That's a, a basis, a core for it, but really try to, you know, permeate that empowerment throughout this these apartment complexes, through the schools, through food, through job placement, through crime rates. 
And I really want to, you know, really want to tell you both how much that means to us too. And how do we get involved? How do, how do more people get involved in helping you in this situation through your outreach? What can we do to help more? How can we volunteer? Yeah, so our volunteer opportunities, the number one need is an ambassador. So by y'all asking us to be on this podcast, we need more people to know who we are and what we do. So what we ask is for you to email myself or Ashley or anyone at our staff and say, can I take a tour of your community center? Sit down and really get in touch with what we're doing and just learn about what we're doing. That knowledge itself has been so empowering because that's what brought in so many of our partners. We asked someone to take a tour and they're like, hey, I got somebody who likes doing skateboarding lessons. Could they help out? And now they went from helping five kids a week to almost 25 kids a week, teaching them how to skateboard. And now we have to bus them out to different skate parks because they get <laughs> so community ambassadors, the number one need take a tour. Um, we also have a need every Tuesday and Thursday for our food pantry. We're looking for volunteers from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. to help distribute food to people who drive through or walk into our community. And that's basically in the morning time, we bag up all the food, get it ready. And then from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, we place it in people's trunks and wish them to have a great day, have them sign some paperwork so we can track who we're serving. Um, we also need help in the morning time, and the evening time at, as a receptionist. So if you're someone who's not very mobile, but you can sit down and have a nice smile and greet people as they walk in. We have one receptionist that's full-time in the morning and evening, but it's good to have a buddy next to them just so that they can take restroom breaks and, and yeah, yeah. some things every once in a while. So that's another position we're looking for. Data entry assistance, we're going through a lot of data right now. So uh -huh. if you're a good typer and you're pretty good with softwares and you can input some of our handwritten notes into a computer for us, that's another volunteer position that we're looking for. And also community outreach. We have an outreach worker that goes to different functions, whether it's grocery stores or churches, just to let people know that there are services available to them. Um, many people in the neighborhood are new to the neighborhood. They move from Louisiana or Oklahoma and they say, back at home, I used to get help with SNAP or XYZ. And they don't know that in the middle of their neighborhood that there is a resource for them. So we ask for volunteers to tag along with our outreach worker and just get the word out about what we do so that people know that there's help available to them. So those are our top five volunteer needs. We are also looking on a high level scale of any introductions, um, whether it comes to our board or to our committees about looking at our impact metrics itself when it comes to crime and school safety. And we also have referral partners such as um, the library or academy for if those five positions for volunteering for LBT rights don't fit with you we still want you to volunteer in our neighborhood academy four is looking for mentors the schools are looking for more one-on-one -on -one helpers restoration center is looking for help with their food pantry west aid is looking for help for their food pantry so we're an advocate for the neighborhood as a whole not just our organization so if one of those five items isn't something that you're interested in still come in for a tour and we'll get you connected with one of our partners who can also use your help. That's we, awesome. And we also host, um, we try to host every month a community event. So that really, we hosted one this past Saturday and it was just to get the kiddos excited to go back to school. Uh -huh. kind, of, kind of a fun, some, you know, some of our events are more health and wellness focused or they have, you know, we're, we're trying to do something specific. Sometimes we really just want to celebrate the neighborhood and have something right. for our community members to do. So those are typically every month put out a, a call for volunteers on our newsletter. So I think our newsletter is a great opportunity because we really kind of 
highlight everything on a big picture of what's happening here, but really coming in for those tours to learn a little bit more, find out where's the best place for you to get plugged in. Because Willie and I know, you know, we have so many volunteers in and out of our campus. And the biggest thing is we want them to be fulfilled with their time here. We want it to be something that's meaningful to them. And, you know, that, that looks different for everybody. So we really try to have that, that connection with our volunteers to make sure that when they're here, they're, they're getting, you know, they feel like their time is very well spent. That's awesome. Well, I know that was uh, Veritex Bank, and I know we have a few of our employees who love volunteering there. And, and actually, they they asked us to interview you guys and talk about this on our podcast to get a little more awareness out there. So we're, we're thrilled that we could do that. And hopefully, we can get some more volunteers into the system. And all of you, you and Ashley, Willie, both of you, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a great, I'm, I'm really thankful for people who serve. You all have a gift and all of us have a gift. We can get back to everyone in the community. So thank you for leading us in that area. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we appreciate you uh, talking with us today. And we're very thank thankful you. for our Veritex volunteers. Y'all been, y'all been wonderful. Thank you. Yes, yes. It's not, it's not easy work out there when it comes to serving in the food pantry. And y'all are very consistent. Y'all show up all the time. So the number one need in the neighborhood has been food, especially through the pandemic. So that is something that we changed our systems to provide. But we can't do it with just two or three of us, which has happened a few times where it was only two or three of us handing out food. So whenever other banks and different organizations can tag along with us, we are addressing an immediate need. And we are very grateful that y'all have consistently helped us with that. But how can they get in touch with you, uh, Willie? What's your email address or what email should someone email you if they want more information? Yes, my email is wrankin at lvtrise.org. And Rankin is R-A-N-K-I-N. And feel free to email me or um, you can go to our website at lvtrise.org and call our community center and we can get you connected to the right person in need um, for volunteer opportunities. If something we named out is very exciting for you, Mm -hmm. you can also reach out to Ashley directly. Ashley, would you like to give them your information? Yes. Email address is a Mortimer, M-O-R-T-I-M-E-R at lvtrise.org. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. I look forward to hopefully seeing you out there and when you see more volunteers. Thank you for everything you do for the community. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us.